1: Radio. I am your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair and I'm excited to be with you with another show. This one I have been delaying for a long time because I wanted to put in the proper amount of research but it's finally here. I'm going to talk about the fifth item in my Vital 5, Vital 5 Omega 3. And uh, so we'll get into that. If you are new to the show or haven't heard me discuss my Vital Five, I'll do a quick recap on that before we get started. But we're going to talk a lot about omega 3 and a lot of things you probably did not know in terms of its vital uh, purpose in your health. Most people think of omega 3, they might think of their heart, cardiovascular wellness, they might think of their brain, usually stops there. It's way deeper and bigger than that. So we're going to get into that. It's good to be with you on another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. I love doing this show. I love that it's a podcast now because people continually tell me, oh, I can listen anytime. I love that. I don't miss it on just Saturday mornings. And it gives me a little bit of freedom. Last week, I posed the question of whether or not uh, if I run out of room to do the full show, in the hour that I have on Saturday mornings in Salt Lake City, do I just ditch the rest of the show, which is what I've done for the last 11, almost 12 years? Or do I now that I can throw it up there online, finish the show, do kind of a Paul Harvey, the rest of the story kind of a thing? And I had several people reach out and say, yes, please, more info is better. And uh, I really, really appreciated that feedback. For one thing, I have to assume that people that don't want to hear more of me probably didn't send anything and that's probably good because my fragile ego may not be able to handle <laughs> such abuse. But it was great to know that there are some people that's, that actually took the time to send an email or shoot something over on uh, Facebook and say, hey, we like this idea. And not only that, give me some details on what they'd like to hear. Really, really great feedback, more than I expected. And I greatly appreciated uh, each and every one of you. I believe I responded to all of you personally uh, because I do appreciate appreciate your time and effort in giving me your feedback. I would welcome even more feedback anytime you've got it. You can hit me at info at vitalitynutrition.net. That's info at vitality Or you can find me on Facebook and shoot me a message there, either facebook.com slash vitality radio, or find me personally, Jared St. Clair on Facebook. Both of those work. So yeah, that's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to do more of uh, that kind of information. Last week and the week before, I talked about your medicine cabinet. I talked about items in your bathroom, everything from mouthwash and toothpaste to neosporin and things like that. And I did not get to the end of my list. I have four or five more items I want to discuss. There will be a bonus episode just discussing medicine cabinet stuff uh, that will uh, be up probably within the next week. So keep an eye out for that. And today, this is going to sound crazy. And and keep in mind that a lot of double spacing and I have my font set usually to between 14 and 16, depending on what I'm doing, uh, so that I can very easily see what I'm reading from when I'm doing the podcast. But I have 27 pages for today's show, and there's a decent chance I will not get through those either. If that is the case, I will continue it online as the podcast. If you like the show, you like what you hear, please subscribe. Please share with your friends, neighbors, enemies. I don't care. Anybody that might want to listen to what I'm talking about, I would love to have them on board. And uh, if you happen to be an iPhone user and have Apple podcast app, please leave a five-star written review. That makes a big difference in Apple sending this show out to people who've never heard of it before. So I appreciate that. If you have questions, you can call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Vitality Nutrition, my family business. Been around for almost 43 years now in uh, Utah, but we can serve you if you are within the sound of my voice, no matter where you are, just by giving us a call on that number, 801-292-6662. We're also working on some new web properties that you can uh, be involved in, uh, vitalityradio.com is one, and also vitalitynutrition.com. So lots of places to contact us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you anytime you have any questions about your health. Now, I skipped the rant a couple weeks ago. I got in trouble for that from a few people, and I try only to skip a rant maybe a couple times a year. And today, I was tempted, I was tempted, but I found something to rant about. Kind of. It's a pretty chill rant. I hope that's okay, but it's important information. I think you'll really enjoy it, and so stay tuned for that. But before that, and speaking of vitality nutrition, and again, whether you live close by or are already a customer or have considered becoming one or whatever, we have an interesting year this year. I generally, we close the store, we're closed on Sundays. We also close three holidays a year Christmas, Thanksgiving, and uh, New Year's. And the fourth one, sorry, four times a year is the 4th of July. And usually, of course, the 4th of July, most years, is during the week. And, uh, frankly, we've opened up and nobody's come in or hardly anybody's come in. So we decided, well, we won't do that and haven't done it for years. But this year it's on a Saturday. It's a little different. Friday, for those of you who have the good fortune to have that the 4th of July off, you get that off on Friday. A lot of people probably will be going for a three or four day weekend. And that's cool. But for those of you who are still in town or by a phone and interested, We've decided to do something a little different. My son and I, Bridger, he uh, works with me at the store. We don't have anything going on till that evening. And so we thought, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try something different. Breaking out of this COVID thing has been kind of crazy, and a lot of people are still getting their feet wet back in retail and we get that. So we want to support that in a couple of different ways, but the first thing we're going to do is on July 4th, we are going to have a sale, July 4th sale. From 10 to 2, we're only going to open up a half a day, 10 to 2. Four hours, just gonna be me and my son there. We're gonna have the best deals we've ever had on a bunch of stuff, including CBD, whey protein and pre-workouts. We're gonna have them discounted more than we ever have before. Uh, some amazing deals on CBD if you're interested in trying that. And uh, the entire line of solare brand who's celebrating their 47th anniversary or birthday this year uh, is going to be on sale for as much as 47% off. So we're doing some very, very cool things. We're also giving away a beach cruiser and I'm telling you, I have one of these and they are fun. It is a fun bike. We're giving one away. I've already test ridden one. It's just like it and have it in my garage right now, but the one we're giving away has never been ridden by anyone. So if you win it, you get it to be the first rider. And uh, that's just for buying uh, any Solaray product. Between now and the end of July, uh, you will be able to enter to win the bike. And the more Solaray products you get, the more entries you get. So anyway, pretty fun stuff. But don't forget us on July 4th, we're going to have a big sale. We'd love for you to join us. Give us a call 801-292-6662 with any questions. And now, I'm not doing the rant. Not yet. Not exactly. But I will. Don't worry. A few things I want you to know about first. I have this little kind of one-liner thing that I use a lot. And it reminds me of I had my my dad had this dear friend, Larry Boyd Taggart. Larry Boyd Taggart, interesting fella for sure. And he's one of those old guys that just is constantly reeling off these jokes that he thinks is hilarious. He thinks are hilarious, and then maybe they're not. And I kind of want to be that guy one day. Maybe I'm already that guy, but I have a joke that I use a lot, and it still gets laughs from most people. And that is when people say, "Hey, thank you for doing that. Whatever it is, I often will say, "Well, it's the least I could do." And of course, that's what I always strive for. Now, that may or may not be funny. I don't know. It, it gives me a chuckle every once in a while. but when it comes to exercise, what is the least you can do? To actually see improvement? Well, there's a new article that came out on MSN Health, and MSN Health, I usually find my best rants there because they write so much bogus stuff. (laughs) However, there's some really good stuff in this article, and I'm always open minded to what they're gonna have. Maybe they've got some good information there, and maybe they don't. But check this out. According to 2011 research, this is kind of old research, but there's a few papers that they uh, looked at here Uh, in The Lancet, people who had relatively low activity. They exercised on average 92 minutes a week or about 15 minutes a day of exercise. They had three year longer life expectancy compared to people who were totally inactive. Those in the low activity group also had 14% lower risk of death from common causes like heart disease and cancer compared with completely sedentary people. And that's just one benefit of walking just 15 minutes a day. Other research published in PLOS magazine found that 75 minutes of moderate exercise per week, so not even the 92, and that's just a little over 10 minutes a day, seemed to improve life expectancy by 1.8 years. If you got all the way up to 300 minutes per week, that's 3.4 years. And 500 minutes, four and a half years. That's substantial. So why does exercise improve life expectancy? Well, although there might not be a definitive magical amount of exercise for a longer life, they say studies have found that exercise also reduces your risk for certain diseases. Carolyn Dean, who I admire greatly, by the way, uh, who's a medical doctor and a naturopathic doctor. She says one study found that only two and a half hours of brisk walking a week cut the risk of type 2 diabetes by 30 percent. Similar studies have found that exercise can lower blood pressure, reduce the risk of stroke, ward off Alzheimer's disease, and even reduce the risk of some cancers. Uh, Staying active also has Uh, psychological benefits and on top of the physiological benefits, including the endorphins that are released with exercise that lead you to a better mood. So just 15 minutes, the least you can do can add three years to your life expectancy, 15 minutes of walking. I'm going to keep pushing this walking thing. I think it's woefully underappreciated. We have a million people out there or a lot more than that with Fitbits and Apple watches and all that stuff that are counting their steps. And I think that's awesome. I think it's actually a really, really great trend. However, I think to a large degree, people are doing that for the purposes of weight loss. Now, weight loss is great. If you're overweight, you want to lose weight for a variety of reasons. Usually it's, As much cosmetic as it is uh, health. But regardless, even if you're losing no weight, walking that 15 minutes a day can make a big difference in your health. Okay, so that's thing one. Thing two, I'm gonna get into here real quick is about uh, the antibacterial soap stuff. Now, antibacterial soap, I smash it on a regular basis on Vitality Radio. I just recently did. I'll do it again, over and over again, because I don't want anybody in any house, to have anything that is soap related, that is antibacterial, at least in the traditional sense with things like triclosan uh, in it. We need that stuff out of our environment. I mentioned, I think on last week or the week before uh, episode, that triclosan is found in 93% of human breast milk in America. That's ridiculous. That's an antibiotic that we're giving to our babies through mother's milk because we're using it too much in antibacterial Items, uh, wipes, and soaps, and so on and so forth. But one thing I recognized is that I didn't really give a great alternative other than warm water and soap being a great way to wash away bacteria. And I still think that trumps all. But what if you're concerned because someone in your house is ill, or you have legitimate concerns because you're immunocompromised, or you have family members who are immunocompromised, and you're worried about certain things, uh, contagions, you know, getting in there and causing issues? But you also are health-minded and don't want to just sterilize your entire house and uh, create superbugs in the process. Well, there is an alternative that I absolutely love, and it's something I didn't know existed until COVID hit. And uh, a good friend of mine uh, told me about a soap that they make called colloidal silver soap. Real simple. Well, I've talked about colloidal silver quite a bit. And colloidal silver is very interesting because in vitro, meaning in a petri dish study, what they found is that colloidal silver comes in contact with just about anything, viruses, bacteria, and fungi, and it'll wipe it out, including things that are highly antibacterial resistant, or or sorry, antibiotic resistant, such as MRSA uh, and things like that. Colloidal silver is a powerhouse if it comes in contact directly, which is why it's so great as a nasal spray, as an eye drop, as an eardrop, things like that. But as a soap, it makes all kinds of sense. If you want antibacterial because you need to go that extra level or you feel you need to go that extra level, colloidal silver as a soap makes a ton of sense. And now we have one. And I'll tell you, I've been test driving it for the last couple of months. I'm not overly concerned about uh, bacteria. You may hear me talk about getting dirty and actually welcoming more bacteria into my life, and I certainly do for the most part. But colloidal silver is interesting because it doesn't seem to harm the microbiome of the body. Uh, It doesn't seem to harm the gut. It uh, doesn't seem to create these issues. And of course, if you're using it on your hands, it's not getting into the gut anyway. But the colloidal silver soap idea just makes sense. And I'll tell you, I love the concept, but I love the soap. It's a really great soap. It's made by a company called Heritage Store. Uh, It's not crazy expensive. It's six bucks a bar. I've got one here in my hand, and it's a pretty significant bar of soap. And uh, I'll tell you, I love it. If you're interested in trying out colloidal silver soap, give us a call. Uh, We will hook you up at uh, Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. And now, without any further ado, it's time to talk about eggs. It's time for the Vitality Rant.
0: In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant.
1: Okay, why would I rant about eggs? Well, you know, there's been all this time, all these wonderful moments in life, when the federal government, local health uh, departments, like a lot as this is happening right now in the world we live in, the post-COVID America, as I like to call it, you know, they talk about post-apocalyptic America. The post-COVID America has some startling similarities to some of that stuff, doesn't it? But regardless, we have had all these years of the powers that be, the the brilliant, brilliant people. lead our government and lead the CDC and the FDA uh, telling us things that have to do with our health that are wrong. Wrong. Really wrong. And one of the things that they have confused the crap out of people with is eggs. Are eggs bad for you? And I'm going to answer that question in a way that I've never answered it on the radio before, I think anyway. And that is to say, maybe, maybe they're bad for you. But it's not the egg. It's not the egg. The egg is amazing. The egg, I believe, was put here for us for the purposes of excellent nutritional value in a small, portable, easy-to-use package that is extremely valuable to our health for not a lot of money. I think there's all kinds of benefits to eggs, and I'm going to talk about those a little bit. But beyond that, I want to talk about The problem with eggs, because here we live in a country where it seems the greatest desire of our government and our food suppliers, the big food companies, is to make food as cheap and toxic as possible, to take things that were once healthy and ruin them. And man, have they done an excellent job with so many things, unfortunately, including conventionally raised eggs. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between conventional. We're talking about just your basic white egg in the big carton that you can get cheap at Costco or Walmart or Smith's or Kroger or wherever you're at versus the expensive eggs, the kind of elitist eggs that sit up on top and there's only just one little row of them because they're expensive and everybody looks at them and says, oh, geez, I'm not going to buy those They're five times as much or whatever it is but I'm going to tell you there's a difference and it's not just in the cost. Hens that lay organic eggs. And I want you to hear me out on this too, before I get going, because I'm going to explain, I'm going to go all the way down to the cost, cost versus benefit analysis kind of thing. We're going to talk about that. What is the return on your investment in organic eggs? So let's get into this. Hens that lay organic eggs may live in a caging system, but they are usually cage free. They eat organic feed and do not receive hormones, vaccines, or antibiotics. The land the hens live on must produce the feed and must be free from the use of toxic and persistent chemical pesticides and fertilizers for at least three years. So they're living on clean ground. They're wandering around cage-free, like really cage-free, because you've heard, and it's true that cage-free doesn't mean quite what you think it does. But organic, it's a different standard. So we're talking organic here. This is important. You have to assume, right, that, uh, well, let's just talk about it. If, If a human, if a sick human has a baby, the baby is far more likely to be sick and, you know, have health issues. If a healthy human has a baby, the baby is far more likely to be healthy. Well, the same could be said about hens and eggs because, of course, eggs eventually become chickens if uh, they aren't used as eggs for food. So we have to recognize that the health of the chicken itself is very, very important. When it comes to macronutrients, these are the big things, there's very little difference between organic eggs and conventional eggs. About the same amount of protein, about the same amount of carbohydrates, about the same amount of fat. There's no evidence to show that organic eggs have less cholesterol than conventional eggs, although the cholesterol in eggs does not matter, and that's been proven time and time again. An Italian study revealed that the chances of all eggs, both organic and conventional, have about the same amount of potential for salmonella, even though that's minuscule and and overblown to a large extent. But recent research finds organic eggs to have more micronutrients than conventional eggs. Findings from Penn State University suggest that organic chicken eggs have three times more omega-3. That's really important because I'm going to talk a ton about omega-3 in a few minutes. And the eggs also contain 40% more vitamin A, which is critical for the immune system. It's critical for your skin health and is important in the brain and the heart as well. And twice as much vitamin E, one of the most powerful antioxidant vitamins. Many individuals are concerned about antibiotics in their food, and they should be. 70% of the antibiotics produced in America, after all, are given to animals, including chickens, including cows and pigs and so on, that are then fed to us, meaning even when we're not taking a prescription antibiotic, we are taking an antibiotic every time we eat these types of food. And we should be concerned about that because of antibiotic resistance, because of the human microbiome and how messed up it gets with antibiotics and so on and so forth. In a 2000 study 20 years ago published in the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry, researchers found that antibiotics used in chicken feed could remain in a chicken's eggs up to seven days. So if an antibiotic is given to a chicken and they take eggs for the next seven days from that chicken, the antibiotic is in the egg. That is important as well. How about arsenic? What do you think of arsenic? Arsenic's an interesting thing and uh, it's poisonous. It's a heavy metal. When too much is present in the body, a test by the Utah Department of Health identified arsenic-tainted eggs and chickens fed conventional feed. In other words, the feed itself was tainted with arsenic, and therefore the egg was then tainted with arsenic. Well, if you're like me and you eat a lot of eggs, and we're going to talk about that in a second as well, then yeah, that's kind of a problem, isn't it? Arsenic is poison and over time can build up in the system as a heavy metal. It's very difficult to get rid of. So not good. Why is it found in the feed? Well, arsenic contamination comes from an additive called Roxarsone, approved by the FDA, of course, because they approve all of the excellent chemical toxins that we put into our bodies. Uh, and get, what is Roxarsone used for? It is used to promote chicken growth. So you can believe that they're adding it to the feed to make the chickens grow. And that is not good. It's good for business not good for you. Organic eggs do not have any of these chemicals or heavy metals. How about cost? How about the cost? Because I think this is important. I usually pay about five bucks a dozen, $4.99 for my organic eggs. And you might be thinking, holy crap, that's expensive. But is it? I mean, let's say you go through two dozen eggs a week. That's about what I go through. I use a lot of eggs between me and my kids. That's about my average, two dozen a week. Conventional eggs are somewhere between a dollar and a dollar fifty if you buy the cheapest eggs you can get. If you go middle ground, you get, uh, you know, like Egglands Best or some of these brands that maybe have the higher DHA in them, things like that, you're gonna pay like three bucks a dozen, somewhere in the middle. But if we're comparing it to just the cheapest eggs you can get, about a buck a dozen is about as cheap as they get. That means that you're spending like eight bucks more a week than you otherwise would if you're doing two dozen a week. What is $8 a week? That's about two cups of coffee at Starbucks. It's one cheap meal out. I mean, you can't get a meal out anymore outside of the dollar menu for less than 8 bucks, And three drinks maybe at Swig or one of these other toxic soda stores. And here's the thing. Would you be better off without the cheap meal out? Yes. Would you be better off without the Starbucks coffee? Yes. Would you be better off without the Swig? Yes. Would you be better off if you bought organic eggs? Yes. All of those are big yeses. For me, it's about the little things that add up to the big things. Earlier, I mentioned that walking just 15 minutes a day can add three years to your life. What I am telling you now is that you can and should make small changes like this one to increase your health and well-being. Two things I never buy, regular conventional eggs and regular milk. I buy organic every single time in the case of milk, and generally, I buy it raw. I get it from Redmond. They have great, great raw milk. They even send trucks. They have a truck at Vitality uh, once a week from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. But They have trucks throughout the state, and if you want raw milk, that's the easiest way to obtain it. And you can also join a co-op, or you can get raw milk directly from the farm. If you have questions about either of those options, call us at Vitality. We can help you, 801 292 Sixty-six, sixty-two. But why would I buy raw milk? Well, raw milk has to be incredibly clean because otherwise it can grow bacteria and it can be potentially harmful. But raw milk is what milk was supposed to be, just like these untainted eggs from organically raised chickens are what eggs are supposed to be. And that's important. The closer we get to what God originally intended for us, the healthier our bodies are because that's what our bodies were built to live on. And that is important. So, yeah, I pay about four times as much for my milk. And I feel great about it. And you will too. Give it a try for two months. Switch to my, one of my favorite brands, Vital Farms Eggs. I love theirs. I also love Pete and Jerry's. The first thing I want you to do is open one of your old eggs, crack it into the pan, crack one of these other organic eggs into the pan, and see the difference in the color of the yolk. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's three or four or five shades darker and deeper, richer yellow, almost orange in color. In fact, I would say brighter than orange juice. And it's amazing because that means nutrition. It really, really does. Those micronutrients show in the color of the yolk. That's important. So when you're buying your eggs, buy one of those brands or another brand that is certified organic, preferably from some of these brands like Pete and Jerry's and Vital Farms where they grow them on little tiny farms across the country. It's the way to go. Better yet, get your own chickens or find someone who has them, who uses organic methods to raise those chickens and get your eggs from them. You can get them usually for more like three bucks a dozen, and that's great too. But give that a try. Do it for a couple of months and see how you feel. I think you might notice a difference, especially if you eat a lot of eggs even more so the raw milk thing. See how you feel. I think you'll notice a big difference because raw milk can make a huge difference in your skin. I know one person right now whose 16 year old daughter is dealing with far less acne after just three or four weeks on raw milk. Dramatically less acne. That's a big deal for a 16 year old, right? Heck, it's nice for a 47 year old like me. If you've got eczema or psoriasis, If you've got asthma, raw milk in almost every case improves the condition, if not alleviating it. That makes a big difference. Plus, if you're lactose intolerant, guess what? There's still lactase in raw milk, and it works really, really well to break down that lactose. And most people that are lactose intolerant do fine with raw milk. Don't be scared of raw milk. Research it. If it's from a good source, it's good. And it takes something that, in my opinion, pasteurized, processed, conventional milk is bad for you. As a general rule, no matter what the dairy council says, they're lying, it's marketing, it's propaganda, it's all that stuff. Raw whole milk is good for you. I believe it is a truly super food. Read up on it. It's very, very interesting stuff. I recommend you try both of them for a month or two and see how you feel. You'll spend more money, but it's not that much more. You know, when it's all said and done, maybe it's 30, 40 bucks a month. And if you're super tight on cash, I get that's hard. But for most people, you can make a few other sacrifices, and you can squeeze that 30 or 40 bucks of health-promoting food into your monthly budget without that much trouble, and I highly recommend that you do so. Okay, I've got to cut to a break. When I come back, we're going to talk about Omega-3, the last of my Vital 5 series. We're going to get to that soon. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of me-too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout, Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgent's pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgent's pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Okay, welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. It's so good to have you back on another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio podcast. Now, I talked before the break about how this is the last of my Vital 5 episodes. Early on in the history of the Vitality Radio podcast, which is about 35 episodes in right now, I believe. I did 4, the first 4 of the Vital 5. They are enzymes, probiotics, multivitamin, And magnesium and trace minerals. Those are the first four. The last one is omega three, and I put it off forever. I literally recorded those episodes something like a year and a half ago. And the reason was there was a bunch of new information coming out on omega three that was uh, somewhat contradicting of some of the old information, and I, I just needed to sift through all that. And what I've determined is that vital, as as a member of the vital five, and what the vital five is, by the way, is it's those five. Things that I believe every American, anybody listening right now, and even people outside of America, but especially America because it's based on the American diet basically, are deficient in. These are five things that you don't get enough of, that you need, that you can, and I sh- would suggest supplementing because they are incredibly good for you. Okay, that's the vital five. Omega 3, I think, is more vital than I ever thought it was before. As I've been doing my research, digging into it over the last uh, several months, and especially this week getting ready for this episode i've determined that it is a big deal in fact i think that it is very interesting that it is starting to people are trying to kind of get away from the research maybe i don't know it's 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 interesting it's hard to hard for me to explain but uh, a couple of people that uh, i quote here at the beginning because they're you know quote unquote experts on this topic and i certainly am not I think the value of what they're saying is pretty powerful. Let's just read this one. Either you're dying of heart disease, you are demented, or you've got a high omega-3 index. That's according to Dr. Clemens von Schacke, the cardiologist and omega-3 scientist. In other words, he's basically saying you're going to get heart disease, you're going to have a brain problem, or you've got plenty of omega-3, and therefore you probably won't have either of those things. And that's a pretty big deal right? And he's not saying that in jest. He's saying that he really believes that that's the case from the research. Now, what kind of research is there? There are more than 30,000 published studies on EPA and DHA. Those are the two key elements of omega-3 found in fish oil, including more than 3,700 human clinical trials. The vast body of science associated with omega-3 supports consumption for overall wellness, including heart, brain, and eye health. Now, what I did is I I did a bunch of research, but then I found this really great article on Healthline. Uh, Healthline is interesting. They're they're hit and miss. Some of their stuff's great. Some of their stuff, not so much. I liked this article because it encapsulated all of the different categories where omega-3 has been clinically proven to be really effective in a very short way. But what I loved about it is everything is referenced. And I went through and I read these studies, all the abstracts of these studies in these 15 different categories. I probably read 30 or 40 different studies uh, on omega-3s, and it was awesome. It was enlightening, and it was powerful, and I loved it. Now, when Dr. Shackey talks about uh, the index, uh, what he's talking about is this. The medical professional should be made aware, he says, of the role fatty acid absorption has on blood cells and tissue enrichment in relation to the omega-3 index which is a blood cell measurement of EPA and DHA that correlates very well with cardiovascular disease. But given the extensive number of applications fatty acids have, index testing for other conditions may be equally useful. And actually, sorry, that was Dr. Philip Calder, professor professor of nutritional immunology within medicine the University of Southampton. Now, I think this is a really interesting thing because what the index is, is it's something that can be tested in the blood, but is not tested in the blood, in the vast majority of medical tests that are done in America. It's just not looked at. Why is it not looked at? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. He says, the medical professional should be made aware of the role fatty acid absorption has on blood cells and tissue enrichment in correlation to the omega-3 index. The medical professional should be made aware. Well, why isn't the medical professional made aware of this? Well, I have to say that it goes back to what I said just a couple of weeks ago on Vitality Radio. They don't teach them nutrition. They do not teach nutrition in medical school, or very, very little, a few hours. It's not enough. Why? Well, because if everybody had the proper omega-3 index, we would have far less disease and far less need for pharmaceuticals. And because pharmaceuticals do the vast majority of funding to medical schools outside of the students themselves and the government, which of course is to a large extent bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical companies, then we have this issue, don't we? We have this issue of they don't necessarily want you to know what you don't know. And I believe that if doctors were testing for omega-3 index and then recommending or even prescribing omega-3 to their patients to get their index up, we would see a dramatic drop in disease. I think it's important. Very, very important. So the index tests, I mean, it tests for omega-3, but the correlation of omega-3 and cardiovascular health is astounding. The omega-3 index is defined as the total concentration of EPA and DHA fatty acids in red blood cells, expressed as a percentage of the total fatty acid content. In other words, it's not just how much is in there, but how much is in there compared to the other fats in your blood. It's been recognized since 2011 as a key biomarker for tracking global cardiovascular health, and it's used to indicate mortality risk by country. Now, think about that. That is powerful stuff. What they're saying is they're looking at the EPA and DHA in your blood, the omega-3 levels in your blood, as a percentage of the overall fats, and then based on that number, they are saying, well, based on that, this is what your cardiovascular health is, and this is your risk for mortality. It's that important. It's that critical, and yet it is totally ignored. Despite being supported by robust scientific evidence, the omega-3 index as many in many parts of the world, including countries in Asia, remain less than 6%. An index greater than 8% is regarded as optimal with strong correlation to lower cardiovascular risk, and even better than 8% would be 10 to 12%, according to most research. Per capita consumption of EPA and DHA in, in the US of A has been reported to be about 50% to 80, or sorry, 50 and 80 milligrams daily, respectively. Now, I want to talk about that for a second. First off, those numbers are unbelievably low. And you'll understand that in a minute when I tell you, in fact, I'll tell you now, that all the research shows that 2,000 milligrams a day is where all of the great stuff starts. Prevention of Alzheimer's, prevention of Parkinson's disease, prevention of pain and inflammation and inflammatory markers, prevention of diabetes, prevention of heart disease. All of those things happen at about 2,000 milligrams a day. And we're getting about 130 on average, according to the research. So we're not any, we're nowhere close. It's also important to understand that what I said about eggs earlier, the really great eggs, the organic eggs, they have on average three to 500 milligrams in one egg. That's big. You eat two eggs a day. You got a thousand milligrams, or close six six hundred to a thousand, which is like six to ten times as much as what the average American is getting in their diet. So that's big. But there's two ways to improve your score, and I don't want to I don't want to undersell this. You can take because it's a percentage, not a total quantity. You can take more omega three, and it will increase your percentage, even if you eat exactly like you've always eaten. But you can also use less of the other fats, especially what I call the junk fats, the fats that have been fried and bleached. Basically, all the vegetable oils on the shelf that you might cook with other than coconut oil is about the only one that I'm generally okay with. Butter is better than sunflower oil or peanut oil or soy oil, which is horrible for your cardiovascular wellness, or canola oil or things like that. So you have options. Also, coconut oil is cool because it's not an omega six, and omega six versus omega three is one of the biggest problems with inflammation in this world. And this is a truly global problem. It's not just it's not just America. It just happens to be that America is almost at the top of the list of omega three deficiency, but there are almost no countries that don't have this issue now, because modern food, modern diet has messed it up. It's really, really simple. So I highly recommend you eliminate some of those other bad fats. You incorporate things like organic eggs to just get more in your diet of the omega-3. But then you also supplement with omega-3 fish oil. If you want to do flax oil or chia seeds or hemp seed oil, all of those, I, I highly recommend. Those are loaded with ALA, which converts to some of these other fats that we need, these EPA, DHA fats. So you can do it vegan if you want, although I believe that fish oil is the most direct way to achieve it. So what do these things do, though? Is it, is it just cardiovascular wellness? Not even close. When people come to me and they are talking about mental, emotional health type issues, everything from ADHD to depression to anxiety to bipolar to aggression, violent behavior, OCD, you name it. The first thing I do, and I've said this many, many times on the show before, is I talk about gut health because gut health is critical to hormone balance in the body. And I always talk about Just Thrive or Back on Track, my two favorite probiotics, which I talked at length about in the Vital 5 episode on probiotics. If you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to that. And that's great. But the next thing I always tell people is you've got to have enough magnesium and enough omega-3, because these are critical elements that your body requires that you are woefully deficient in. And when you get the omega-3 numbers right, things change in your brain. Listen to this. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. And we're talking about the type of disability that keeps you from working, keeps you from earning an income. And in terms of total years lost to disability, depression is number one in the U.S., it's 17% of the disability in this country. In most countries, the number of people who would suffer from depression during their lives falls within 8 to 12% range. Pretty high. It's actually higher than that in America. Of course, we treat depression in America with something called an SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. But guess what? You and I, no matter how hard life gets and how depressed we may become, have never had an SSRI deficiency. Nobody is deficient in Prozac. Nobody. Our bodies and our brains, they need nutrition to function optimally. One of the critical elements that helps us run smoothly is actually fat, but especially the omega-3 fatty acids. They are crucial. The thing is that most of us get plenty of fat, but most of us get it from damaged sources like I was talking about. And the one fat that the human race rarely gets enough of is omega 3. So let's talk about one of those studies I referenced earlier. The abstract says the current study examined the psychological effects of acute and low dose long chain omega 3 fatty acids as supplements, okay? Uh, These were used on people with a Beck depression inventory score of greater than 10 and were randomly uh, assigned to a placebo, which was corn oil or an omega-3 fat at 1.4 grams per day. They were instructed to consume the assigned capsules daily for 21 days, just 21 days. The BDI, which is the uh, Beck Depression Inventory that they used to determine whether or not these people were depressed, uh, was then monitored after after the testing. Well, here's what's really interesting. Group differences in depression status on day 21 were analyzed using chi-square tests. After 21 days of supplementation, there was a significant difference in depression status between groups. 67% of the omega-3 group no longer met criteria for being depressed. 67% no longer met the criteria for being depressed. 20% of the placebo group were no longer depressed. But 67% of people on omega-3 at 1.4 grams per day for just 21 days. Your body, your brain is screaming for this stuff, screaming for this stuff. Now, what's really interesting is, longer term, following these same people, their depression didn't return if they maintained the omega-3. The placebo group, their depression actually came back in almost all of them. So short-term, yes. Long-term, yes. It makes a big difference. 1.4 grams, actually lower than I expected in a study like that, because most of the studies I've seen show two grams is where people are starting to get the best benefit. 1.4 grams, though, is still about five regular omega-3 capsules, and that's a bit of a problem. But I'm going to address that in a little bit you can get really high quality omega-3 that you only have to take two or three a day of to get to these doses, okay? How about better than Prozac? Could, it, could omega-3 actually be better than Prozac? Here's a result of another study. Analysis of covariance for depression at week eight across treatment groups was performed in 48 patients who completed at least four weeks of the study. With the last observation carried forward, treatment age of onset and baseline had a significant effect on depression at week eight. Now, this is what's interesting. What they did is they gave a third of the group EPA with Prozac, a third of the group just EPA, and a third of the group just Prozac. So nobody got a placebo. Everybody got either both, one or the other. But this is what I thought was really, really interesting. Prozac and EPA appear to be equally effective in controlling depressive symptoms, it says, although technically Prozac was 50% effective. Omega-3 was 56% effective, so even better than Prozac. And the combination was 81% effective at alleviating depression. Now, if you think about that and you are on Prozac or someone you love is or Zoloft or, you know, you name the SSRI, you can add Omega-3 to it every time. It's totally fine. And according to this study at least, it will help a lot. The goal for me and hopefully for you would be to get off of the drug eventually. And omega-3 is one of the ways that we can do that. How about anxiety or even just day-to-day stress? Really, really interesting stuff here as well. Anxiety and day-to-day stress, they did a really cool study on people who weren't, who didn't have daily chronic anxiety, but had acute anxiety. These were students who got stressed out the day before a test. And uh, college students, by the way, sorry. And what they found uh, out of sixty-eight students, when they did blood samples, what they found was that uh, students who received the omega-three at two point five grams per day. Now, remember, the first study I talked about was one point four. This is now two point five grams, or placebo capsule that mirrored the portions of the fatty acids in the typical American diet. In other words, the placebo actually had other fats in them that are typical to Americans. Compared to controls, those students who received the omega-three had a fourteen percent decrease in LPS, which is uh, lipopolysaccharide-stimulated interleukin, which is a specific marker for anxiety. And they had a 20% reduction in anxiety symptoms without any significant change in depressive symptoms. Individuals differ in absorption and metabolism of omega-3, as well as in adherence. Accordingly, uh, they planned a secondary analysis that used uh, the ratio, where now they looked at the levels in the blood compared to other uh, fats, and they found that all of the anxiety and stress markers went down quite dramatically. And what was interesting is, the study that they were doing was was conducted over 12 weeks, but they were actually measuring it as they went. And they had very significant reduction right out of the gate in these markers the day before a test. Very, very interesting stuff. Low omega-3 levels have been reported in people with psychiatric disorders. Uh, Studies suggest that omega-3 supplements can reduce the frequency of mood swings and relapses in people with both schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Supplementing with omega-3 fatty acids may also decrease violent behavior. Whereas, as I mentioned earlier, just a couple of weeks ago, increases in violent behavior happen with pharmaceuticals for depression. Increases in suicidal ideation, suicide itself, and homicidal ideation and violent behaviors with the onset or reduction or elimination of SSRIs. In the case of omega-3, it actually reduces those things. Now, there's more. How about vision and eye health? DHA, one of the omega-3 fatty acids, which accounts for 40% of the polyunsaturated fats in your brain and 60% in the retina of your eye. People with age-related macular degeneration have a significantly lower omega-3 index, in fact, Uh, People with higher omega-3 indexes seem to have less than half the occurrence of age-related macular degeneration. And yet, nobody's talking about omega-3 for eye health. I hardly ever hear that. And I'm in the business But it's important. It's critical to eye health. How about brain health? That's one I can concern myself with. And I'm going to do a big show on brain health uh, very soon. But omega 3s are crucial for brain growth and development in infants. Infants fed a DHA fortified formula have better eyesight than infants fed a formula without it. Getting enough omega 3 during pregnancy is associated with numerous benefits for your child, including higher intelligence, better communication and social skills, fewer behavioral problems decreased risk of developmental delay, and decreased risk of ADHD, autism, and cerebral palsy. Oh my heavens, what pregnant woman doesn't want that for their child? So pregnant women need to be taking omega-3. It's a big deal. And now heart disease. And I'm already going to tell you that I only have a few minutes left, so there will be a second episode. I'm going to talk about ADHD in children and what omega-3 can do for that. I'm going to talk about inflammation and pain what omega-3 can do for that. I'm going to talk about autoimmune disease and what omega-3 can do for that. I'm going to talk about specifically Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. I'm going to talk about cancer. I'm going to talk about asthma in children. I'm going to talk about liver health. I'm going to talk about bone and joint health. And I'm going to talk about menstrual pain. All of those things that omega-3 can benefit. But I'll finish with heart health. And I won't go into great detail with heart health because I think it's the most commonly understood factor in how omega-3s play a role in our health. But heart attacks and strokes are the world's leading cause of death. We know that. Decades ago, researchers observed that fish-eating communities had very low rates of these diseases. This was later linked to omega-3 consumption. But since then, omega-3 fatty acids have been tied to numerous benefits for heart specifically. Triglycerides. Omega-3s can cause a major reduction in triglycerides of up to 15 to 30 percent. Blood pressure. Omega-3s can reduce blood pressure levels in people with high blood pressure. Good HDL cholesterol. Omega-3s can raise your good cholesterol levels. Blood clots. Omega-3s can help blood platelets from clumping together. This helps prevent the formation of harmful blood clots. Plaque. By keeping your arteries smooth and free from damage, omega-3s can help prevent the plaque that can restrict and harden your arteries. And inflammation, omega-3s reduce the production of some substances, including the substances released during your body's inflammatory response. And that is probably how I should end the omega-3 talk today. And remember, there will be a bonus episode on this that I will release next week for sure. So look for that. Also look for the bonus episode on the medicine cabinet and what is lurking there that you may want to get rid of and replace with something better for you. But inflammation may be the biggest trigger with omega-3. The biggest factor, I guess, is a better word. There is an inflammatory response or an inflammatory cascade that includes cytokines like they talk about in COVID that may actually be killing these people that get COVID and actually die from it. The inflammatory response is critical to understand because 85% of disease in America is an inflammatory disease, including cancer, heart disease, and all of these neurological disorders, including autoimmune disease, and so on and so forth. So if inflammation is at the core, then wouldn't taking the one food that your body requires, omega-3, that happens to be powerfully anti-inflammatory, make all kinds of sense? And the answer is very simple. Yes, it makes a ton of sense and you don't get enough of it. Now you can, you can do the organic eggs, which I do. You can supplement with flax seeds, chia seeds, and hemp seeds, which I also do. You can also take flaxseed oil if you want to. And you can take fish oil. These are all ways that you can increase your omega-3. And the point of the matter is that I think is really, really important is I actually had somebody just yesterday ask me if they can take too many flax seeds. And I guess because there's so much fiber in flax seeds, maybe. But it would be, But she was talking about the omega-3 specifically. And she said, you know, am I going to get too much of this because I already take omega-3? And I said, absolutely not. Because remember what I talked about when I said 6% or under 6% was a problem under 8% was considered still problematic in terms of that omega 3 index. Well, 8 to 12 percent is considered ideal, and in America, we are averaging something closer to two to three percent. You're not close to where you need to be if you're not supplementing omega 3. You can get it in Alaskan salmon, that's great. Two or three fillets a week is big. I would highly recommend that as well. I don't ever want to tell you that if you can get it from food, you shouldn't get it from food, because I think in most cases you should get it from food. And you're talking to a guy or listening to a guy who sells supplements for a living. But realistically, most people are going to want to supplement it because it's easier, it's more cost effective, and you can guarantee that you're getting enough. But what I tell people and what I recommend is at least 2,000 milligrams of omega-3 a day. If you have more aggressive issues like things like bipolar, I recommend more like 3 or 4,000 milligrams a day. But at least 2,000 milligrams a day. And about three years ago, I found out about a product called, well, it doesn't matter what it was called. It matters what it is called, I call it Vital 5 Omega. It's actually in our brand at Vitality. It is a product that a friend of mine developed, and I love it. It's got coenzyme Q10. It's got astaxanthin, and it has 2,000 milligrams or just a hair shy of 2,000 milligrams of omega-3 in three capsules daily. That makes it two and a half times the potency of your typical fish oil. And it's really good, clean Icelandic fish oil, one of the best quality fish oils on the market. Astaxanthin is critical to heart health. It's critical to brain health. It's critical to cardiovascular wellness and it's critical to eye health as one of the most powerful antioxidants in the fatty tissues of the body, including the brain. And CoQ10 is critical to cardiovascular wellness and brain health. So what you have is a product that encompasses many of these aspects of the things that we're talking about today. On top of getting your omega-3, it gets you everything else. And what's really exciting about it is you can get three capsule dose a month supply. It's like 30 bucks. It used to be more. It used to be 40 dollars. And now we're selling it for $30, so it's a dollar a day to give you everything you need on this omega-3 spectrum, which is huge. So I highly recommend that. And the last thing I'll say is if you are struggling with the depression, anxiety side of it or the pain side of it, we recommend CBD with omega-3. There's a specific CBD that I love for these things, along with the omega-3 from the Vital 5 Omega. And today, right now, for Vitality Radio and Vitality Radio podcast listeners, we're doing that combination for $80 it's normally 109. So it's a really good deal because I want you to try it for 30 days and tell me if you don't feel better. If you don't, we get you your money back. Simple as that. I've got to go. I'm way over time. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio.
0: listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.